0: Welcome to Gospel and Grit. We invite you to the front lines of the gospel where our Overland missionaries are pioneering to remote peoples. Our goal is to empower you to grab the gospel and get the grit to do whatever it takes to fulfill your calling in Christ.
1: Well, welcome again to the Gospel and Grit podcast. JJ Noel here. I'm joined this afternoon with Cheryl Ocker who is the head of our SUSTAIN program. Welcome, Cheryl. How are you doing today?
0: Great. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, So during my advanced missions training program, there was some clerical errors, and I did not get trained in SUSTAIN, which uh, I'm sure you're going to explain more about. So I'm super excited uh, to have this conversation with you. And please... uh, Just start out, tell everyone a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, well, I've been um, working with Overland in eight years in agricultural development, and we launched Sustain um, six years ago now with just the heart to see believers really experience the abundant life of Christ through the livelihoods that they're already doing but aren't seeing a lot of success at. And so we do a lot of... um, agricultural development teaching and discipleship through agriculture. And um, yeah, it's been really great.
1: I've heard so many amazing testimonies of what God is doing through this program. Um, so sustain, I love that word because we're not just talking about sustainable agriculture. We're talking about sustainable communities, sustainable disciples. Um, can you just give me a, a testimony of how this program has influenced uh, one of your disciples' lives.
0: We teach a program called Farming God's Way. It's kind of our our main focus within Sustain Now, though we're branching into some different like livestock and also business development. We're kind of up for anything regarding a sustainable life. But with Farming God's Way, it really starts with what people have in their hands. It's looking at natural resources that God has already provided for us, kind of going off these principles um, even within like Second Peter, where it says he has given us um, everything we need for life and godliness, like by his divine power. And so it's been so exciting to move in communities and where a lot of times people feel like they're in lack. And they've been told this by society, a lot of times by extent, uh, agricultural extension officers, they kind of focus on You don't have this fertilizer. You don't have this seed. You don't have Mm. these tools. And so there's nothing that you can do. But as we move in communities and say, use what you have in your hands. It's kind of like what what God told Moses. Like, Moses, he calls Moses and Moses is like, "Uh, (laughs) no, I don't, (laughs) I think you need somebody else. And God just asked him, like, what do you have in your hands? He has a staff. He's just shepherding. Mm -hmm. And is that, that staff became a serpent, part of the Red Sea, um, brought water from a rock. And so we focus on how God uses the ordinary things that people already have um, to do the extraordinary. And so we see this in communities. Like, there's there's a woman named Catherine um, that we've been working with for several years. Hmm. We actually, it was the hardest conference, I think, that Gertrude and I um, had had to date, where four people showed up, like three hours late and we're just even seemingly very uninterested. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like let's, we'll stay and we'll do this thing. Um, after like I got up and taught, had like no response. Gertrude gets up and starts talking about witchcraft, which is so tied into agriculture. <laughs> yeah. So she starts talking about witchcraft and all of a sudden this like Bible study starts up and everyone's interactive. And there was just this eye-opening experience for people to see that. They don't have to rely on witchcraft, this fear-based um, superstition. Instead, they can settle in the love of Christ. That He has, you know, everything that that they need. He's the total solution for, for any need that we have. Um, out of Catherine came out of this really difficult conference, and she just started practicing farming God's way. Got so excited when she saw that, like, <laughs> oh, like the Lord has given me everything I need. Um, Started practicing it in her garden, Hmm. seeing awesome results, just crop improvement, um, seeing soil restoration as she's starting to use organic matter and just use these things that she didn't really see as great resources previously. Well, out of that place, she um, had been a volunteer orphan caregiver with the government, Hmm. which meant she didn't house orphans, but in her community, she would check up on like people, extended family members that were housing orphan children and just making sure that they had everything they needed from school fees to um, like being uh, fed properly, having good clothing. And one day the government officers visited her house and were checking in with her. And she basically like drugged them the mile to her garden <laughs> and just was like overflowing with like, this is what God is doing in my life. Wow. Um, they immediately were like, well, you have to teach the other 94 caregivers. Like, there's no question <laughs> about it. You have to teach the district. So Catherine um, uh, is a little bit, like, shaken up by this. Mm. And Gertrude and I visited her a couple of days later. And it was just this amazing opportunity to sit with with Catherine and be like, listen, Catherine, you can do this. Like, this is, like, Christ and you will, will enable you to speak this truth, to minister. And she just kept coming back to this point of like, I don't have any education. I can't Mm. speak English. She called herself, she's like, I'm just a woman from the village. And we got the chance to sit with her and just be like, no, that's like, that's not who you are anymore. You're not defined by those things. You're defined by Christ. And you've seen him provide for you. Like you are a child of God. You've seen his provision, You've, you've held it in your hands like through, through maize and through vegetable production, you've, you've seen him um, do incredible things. And we got to kind of chat with her and um, Gertrude, who is just an incredible minister from Zambia, from local community where our base is. Um, she's just one of the most powerful ministers that I know. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting together and Gertrude's like, you know that I didn't finish school. Um, Gertrude has a ninth grade education, hmm. uh, but she functions with so much confidence, so much authority, because she knows who she is in Christ, and that's settled in her. Catherine wouldn't believe her, so she's just like, <laughs> um,
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> there's no way. Finally, we convinced Catherine that it was <laughs> the case, and out of that point, Catherine's then like, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. So good. Um, and she did. And now Catherine is training communities today. She is just so grounded in who the Lord is in her life as she stepped out in confidence. And that's really what we, what we see. It's kind of a long story to get to the point of like, okay, we we're functioning off of this principle that the Lord provides. He has provided. He has not forgotten about people. Instead, from the very beginning, he had these resources surrounding them. Then, when you understand that, when when you actually see his provision firsthand, suddenly it sinks in that like I'm a child of God. Like this is what it means. So he's a good father, yes. and out of that place, people can't help but become missional. It's mm-hmm. it's like there's this overflow that happens, and so we we teach agriculture, yes, but we're not just uh, we're not just Christians who practice agriculture or who teach agriculture, and as if it's a divided thing in our life. The, the agriculture that we teach this, it's really just this walking with people in discipleship to help them to see their full potential in, in who God has made them to be, help them to understand that they're equipped not only to take care of their families, but to be missionaries in their communities, missionaries in their chiefdoms and, and beyond. And so we see this through the walking step-by-step step with community leaders, having a, a training team that's going out and pioneering new areas. And it's been just really exciting to see the Lord kind of really sparking this ripple effect in communities um, through through His provision.
1: I love that empowering aspect of it. We're not just teaching them how to farm, but there's there's a deeper spiritual revelation there. Um, mm-hmm. You talked a lot about um, you know witchcraft is is so heavily and, pre- and prevalent in these in these communities. Um, I know one of the things that really surprised me when I first started ministering in these areas was just how much of their spiritual life was based out of fear. Um, if I don't appease this spirit or if I don't appease this ancestor, then my crops are going to die and, Mm -hmm. you know, my cows will get sick. How have you, how, you talked about a little bit, but how have you seen communities transform through the, the gospel message? concerning this fear aspect
0: it has been it has been really neat to be able to go into communities and talk about especially health and agriculture in terms of witchcraft like mm. I think sometimes like the gospel has moved in Zambia and it's reached a lot of areas I mean we know Zambia would call itself a Christian nation mm-hmm. and yet the way the gospel moved it, it was kind of like this okay let's go into communities raise your hand to receive Jesus okay great like you'll meet him someday let's move on and there's it allowed for this like limited understanding of the gospel that then is just supplemented by witchcraft and in my opinion like two of the major areas are with health and agriculture because the church doesn't talk about agriculture um and so it's It's so important for us to, as missionaries, to address these areas because they just seem to be strongholds, um, even in the church, of people function out of this fear of, okay, if I don't put charms in my field, then someone's going to send a witch to dance in my field and steal my harvest. Hmm. Um, Or with health, like someone gets sick, the first response is like, there's someone behind me, like there's someone bringing this upon me. Hmm. And so we, we, we get to move with a different understanding of, of agriculture and kind of an understanding of really where our brokenness in agriculture has come from. Our frustration with the land is actually rooted at the very beginning. And as we can address these things in communities and kind of replace that, that fear with the freedom of Christ. Um, it's been amazing to see people grab hold of that. Like nobody wants to settle in fear. No one wants to stay in that place. And so when they see that the Lord actually talks about agriculture, that he Mm -hmm. talks about health, then it's just such an exciting thing for people to grab a hold of.
1: Absolutely. I love the wholeness aspect of it. It's not just, Mm -hmm. I'm going to save you so that someday you get to go to heaven. But it's this idea of, you know, Christ has redeemed us. So there's a a wholeness. There's every aspect of our lives is pervaded with the truth of the finished work of the cross.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we, we actually start, um, all of our teaching with the very beginning talking about creation, because we see this, like Adam and Eve are, are placed in relationships in creation, our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, even like, and an understanding of their their own identity and then even a relationship with creation as we see like God is the first farmer. We see Genesis 2 8. Hmm. It says in the Lord God planted the garden. <laughs> 15 says that he that's placed um, people in the garden to work it and to keep it. And so there's this there's this peace that's established. And even before the fall, like Adam and Eve are, are given purpose. They're they're given a role to fill. It's even crazy to understand that it was a perfect setting, and yet they're invited to participate in creation hmm. um, with with this management, this cultivation of the garden. But then, when when sin entered, when they chose to disobey, we see all of these relationships break. We see, you know, the first response of Adam and Eve is to hide, and then when Adam is called out, he's like, "This woman that you gave to me," and so we see these relationships deteriorate. And in chapter 3, the Lord actually talks to Adam and says, cursed is the ground because of you. And so we see this, this relationship with creation is even broken as a result of sin. And so as as we can kind of bring this picture of this is what sin did. This is what turning away from the Lord did um, at the very beginning. And then kind of track where agriculture is talked about in scripture it's such a beautiful thing to see the lord actually promise redemption in it like in isaiah 55 it it talks about you know one of the effects of the fall was that the land would bring forth thorns and thistles isaiah 55 kind of talks about a replacement for that like Mm. no longer will the land bring forth um thorns and briars instead it's going to be the the cedar and the myrtle these hardwood trees, one is medicinal, multi. others multi-purpose, like, Hmm. there's this replacement of the original sign of, like, this desolation, and instead, this, like, two trees that are going to be established, like, this will make a name for the Lord, and as we follow that through Scripture, we see so many promises regarding the land and the Lord's intentions for His children, Israel, to walk in this provision of he even sometimes promises like there'll be a double portion in the land. He promises early and late rains. He even at one point in Ezekiel 36 talks about, um, and, uh, your the land that was desolate will become like the garden of Eden so that all the neighboring nations will kind of look in and say, wow, <laughs>
1: mm.
0: we've seen this change. Like who is the God of Israel? <laughs> and I really think that that's, what the Lord has for us today. And so in, instead of the gospel going out kind of as this limited raise your hand, okay, that's done, we can walk people through this this fullness of discipleship that says the Lord is He's for you. He has so many promises regarding your very livelihood, what you're doing with your hands. We don't have to just take these promises in scripture as um, spiritual connotations, like we often do if we're separated from agriculture. We can instead take them as this is, like, Israel knew the land, and they were intended to be real promises that you could hold in your hands. And so we can talk to small-scale farmers about that today. And just the the promise that that brings, that just releases people from the the fear that they hold on to, trying to sort things out with, with charms and trying to, like, work through tradition and instead bring them into this freedom that that says... The Lord provides, it's always been around you. Let's put this stuff to work.
1: Amen. She, she's preaching. Yeah, uh, sorry. I am
0: just kind of like going no, off. That's, that's
1: awesome. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, there's so many principles to that that are go beyond small scale farming. Like, these are principles that we can relate into our lives because they're biblical principles.
0: Right? Absolutely. And mm-hmm.
1: I love the, the hope uh, that just pervades all of that. Um, mm-hmm. bringing hope to these communities um, phenomenal work phenomenal work i just want to thank you cheryl gave me a lot to think about um, and thank you for being part of our team thank you for your it's service the best team <laughs> <is>. there's no <laughs> other team <laughs> <laughs> right
0: not in our eyes right and uh yeah yeah <laughs>
1: And I just thank you for your service, uh, you know, the commitment that you, in faithful service, you've given to the Lord in the mission field. And.
0: Thanks. It's just so much fun. Like, <laughs>
1: right? it's, it's so exciting.
0: Job. It really is.
1: It really is. And so, so much to hope for, uh, anybody who wants more information, uh, on this project, please check out our website. Um, probably email cheryl directly uh or check out our office and god's doing huge things in the nations and we're excited to be a part of it so thank you um, for sharing the gospel and having the grit to do it cheryl you're awesome (laughs) oh goodness (laughs) (laughs) well everybody out there in podcast land be blessed And thanks again, Cheryl. We hope to see all of you in the nations as soon as possible. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Gospel and Grit. All of us here at Overland Missions would like you to know that we believe in you, that there's a place for you in our organization. Your first step towards changing nations is to visit overlandmissions.com.